All right, thank you very much, guys, for the carrier update. Right now, we're going to talk a little bit about recruiting in terms of what it means for, uh, obviously, fleets, but owner-operators there as well, especially as we get in this time, we talked about capacity being an issue, and uh, some of those owner-operators, obviously, dependent upon the spot rates, may be leaving for other opportunities. Why can't the big boys perhaps swoop them up and put them into the fleet truck just to keep them in the industry. Joining us to talk about it, we've got Marilyn Serber from 10th Street and also Dave Renfrew of Industry Relations, also from 10th Street, as uh, they're joining us here as well. Uh, Marilyn, let's start with you here. Uh, obviously, this is a driver recruitment is your wheelhouse. And right now, uh, obviously, overcapacity in the market at this point. But how do you kind of regulate that when you're looking at those that may want to leave the industry simply because the capacity, the rather the inventory and the demand is just just isn't quite there to support them. Um, I think to your point, you know, dr- communication. I come on and talk about recruiting, and we talk about this in this market, and to say communication, communication, communication. So having an open dialogue with your drivers. Um, company drivers and your owner operators or your lease drivers, you know, make sure you're having those conversations with them and talk about the options. And depending on how long they've been around, they may not know if they've just entered the market, you know, since COVID, like so many owner operators have, they haven't experienced a downturn and they don't, maybe don't know, okay, it's going to be back in three months. It's going to be back in six months. And so um, communication and education, educating these owner operators, and especially because we know so many of these folks um, joined the owner operator ranks during COVID. And this is their first time to experience that. So I think it's even more important to make sure you're having that open dialogue, letting them know what their options are and keeping the lines of communication open so that you can get in front of it in real time as each one is happening. I think those are great points, especially around that communication aspect. And Dave, looking from a driver's standpoint, especially those new entrants that have just entered the market that was just mentioned here, we're going to be some of the things that you have that are top of mind for those looking to navigate a market like this? Yeah, it's a pretty tough time right now for independent contractors. They had uh, great uh, results the previous couple of years with the uh, pandemic and everything, but things have changed and a lot of shifts are going on right now. So I kind of classify independent contractors three different ways. One, one that's solely on their own, doing their own business, running it, getting their contracts, everything else. Another is leasing on with uh, companies. And then the third, which is kind of questionable, is the lease purchase guys. I mean, they're going about it the same way. They're just having to get their truck a different way. But it's been challenging. Uh, carriers that have a combo of asset and independent contractors, that's the really kind of tough. The car- to be honest, the carriers are going to move their trucks first. They're the ones that they've got truck payments and everything on it. So it makes it a little bit more challenging for independent contractors to get through there. And then all- obviously now we've got the cost of running a truck. My gosh, it's the highest we've ever seen. You know, ref, you know, two dollars a mile. They say, and is the last data that I saw on that with the rates coming down. So it's a challenging time for independent contractors. Not to mention, you know, they've got, uh, you know, out in California with ABF, and who knows what will happen there. Marilyn, let me jump back to the point that you made, and also to an earlier conversation that we had when you talked a little bit more about being uh, kind of a quality-based uh, culture as opposed to maybe an efficiency-based culture. You want to obviously get the best product to move it out there quickly and efficiently, but uh, hopefully not at the expense of doing it too quickly and being too efficient there at the same time. With that culture idea in terms of trying to keep, as you mentioned, communication with your owner-operators, with your independent contractors, uh, how important is it, again, to try and maintain that culture that that you want uh, and, and still obviously, you know, hopefully not see that 
uh, an end where you're going to perhaps lose independent contractors because of whether demand sinks or not, or whether or not they're just unsecure about the job market or, or the, excuse me, the industry itself? Yeah, it's a, that's a great question. And I think if, you know, as Dave mentioned, fleets who have um, company drivers and owner operators, if owner operators are a strategic part of your strategy and they're going to continue to be, then I think it's the same thing as we've talked about with company drivers. You have to make sure you're maintaining that culture. You have to start it from the beginning, you know, from day one in the recruiting process and the onboarding process all the way through. You have to have a high performance culture, a safety culture, and you have to be talking about those things. And so when I, I think that's part of that communication whenever you're you know, going through that education process with the owner operators is talking about those things, talking about the culture. And I would say the same thing that, you know, we, when we talk about whether drivers should leave a company to go to another company is, is everything else there good? And it's really, I would ask the same question for owner operators. If you like your company, if you like the work that you're doing, but it's just slow right now, wait it out if you can, you know, because maybe if you can, if you are in a big fleet and you can drive, you know, a company truck for a little while, you know, but do what you can do to stay in there. Don't lose the momentum just because we're going through a temporary downturn. But I think the carriers with a strong culture for their, their independent contractors and owner operators stand to fare better, you know, whenever they're doing those things and they have a strong culture otherwise. Gotcha. Um, Dave, anything to add to that? You know, we've seen so many roller coasters through my our times. I've been doing this 30 years, and I don't know how many peaks, how many downs we've had, but good companies that communicate, treat their drivers, independent contractors well, and communicate what is going on within the market, they're the ones that will stay. And again, I just, you know, Marilyn hit a point on about communication. And Dave, when you're looking at it from an owner-operator standpoint or those entrants at the market right now, of course, there are plenty of red flags that you can kind of stick out if you're looking to partner with a company. But are there any green flags or signs of, OK, I think I'm in a good spot right now when partnering with certain companies in this time? Yeah, there's I mean, there's a lot of great companies out there that treat their independent contractors right. And they help them out as much as they possibly can within their realm of being an independent contractor. So, you know, there's a lot of great benefits and it's challenging. But again, you know, I think that if they get with a good carrier and even one maybe that is 100 percent independent contractors, there's uh, celerity is, you know, spot on. So I, I think that, uh, again, don't be so fast to jump. Look at what your benefits and pros and cons are both ways and make your good decisions. But don't overreact right now. Marilyn, as we look at it, uh, you know, coming into COVID, uh, as mentioned already, obviously you had a lot of owner operators jumping into the into the system that, of course, wanted to to make the dollars that were being made all over the place. And now, of course, you get on the back side of that there as well. Do you see the industry being somewhat the same pre-COVID to post-COVID as we reach hopefully a sense of normalcy when the market starts to even out here over the over the course of the next six to eight, ten months, or are we in a different kind of era in terms of how? We see owner operators and and the larger fleets uh, working together. So I think that we're in a different era of trucking. I mean, for, uh, from in every other aspect. I mean the 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 nature of the driver has changed a lot in the last three or four years, and we can't detach that from the owner operator independent contractor position. And so I think we're still 
um, don't know what that what that market is going to look like because this is the downturn. We're on the backside of it. And so I think we are going to see that stabilization in the next three to six months and hopefully get um, a good idea of what that's going to look like. But I definitely think it will be different because everything else is different. So I um, would anticipate this to be the same thing, that there's going to be some differences in how how the owner operators and independent contractors shake out what they need what they're you know how what they're going to want from companies on the backside of this awesome well definitely great points from you both especially around not making too many hasty decisions yeah really being able to wait it out and be mm-hmm. able to assess the situation marilyn for those that want to get in touch with you or find out more about 10th street how can they do that you can go to 10street.com you can email me at Maryland period server at 10 street.com. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook. We're everywhere. Yep. <laughs> yeah, same, same to you, Dave. Uh, anybody wants to reach out, where the, how do they do it? Absolutely. Same ways. Or uh, my email is dave.renfrew at 10 street.com. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn. I'll be traveling to a lot of conferences like Maryland will. So please look forward to, you know, come by and see us, visit us. We'd be glad to talk to you. That's generally the case. If you work for 10th Street, you're going to be moving quite a bit over the course of the country. But guys, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you later. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll take a break. Come back with more Fruit Waves Now. Heads or Tails coming up next. <laughs> 